This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I felt it was appropriate to speak to my friends and colleagues in the House of Commons about one of the most difficult decisions I have ever made. I just informed my colleagues in the Conservative Caucus that I will be resigning as the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And I have asked the Conservative Party National Council, I, I will be asking the Conservative Party National Council to immediately begin the process of organizing a leadership election. I, will, of course, want to congratulate absolutely everybody involved in securing the biggest Conservative majority since the 1980s. Which, which is literally, literally, as I look around, literally before many of you were born. There you go. Two huge political stories dropped Thursday. One a happy one, one not so much. Uh, but both historic for very different reasons. I mean, J- Boris Johnson defied critics. He crushed Jeremy Corbyn. And he will now get Brexit done. Such a simple, simple campaign um, brand, and it worked. And then you've got Andrew Scheer, you know, suddenly resigning, forcing the Conservative Party to now pick a new leader. And not just any leader. They've got to figure out who they are, what they want to be, and then they've got to actually own it and sell it. You know, not get all wishy-washy. Sean Simpson, vice president of Ipsos Reid, joining me now. Of course, he is the one who does all our polling here at Global News. Good to have you, Sean. Oh, thanks for having me. Let me start with Andrew Scheer because that's the Canadian story. You know, your polling tells a story and you're able to gauge public sentiment and you were able to do that right through the election campaign. And it showed eventually that Scheer could only go so far with what he was trying to sell. How does the how does the party move forward now as far as picking a leader and what they have to do? Yeah, well, the the, um, the events of yesterday were both sort of surprising, but also inevitable. Yeah. And that's what makes it so interesting, uh, because Andrew Scheer was running behind his party throughout the course of the campaign. What we mean by that is that the, the Conservatives would get a certain percentage of the popular vote, but when we asked who would make the best Prime Minister, Scheer's results were lower than the popular vote. And the other thing that our Election Day poll for Global News showed was that a majority of Canadians wanted Scheer to step down mm-hmm. if he did not win the most seats in, in the in the election campaign. And roughly a uh, half of Tory voters uh, agreed as well. So I think Canadians were ready to turn the page on him. He finally got those uh, smoke signals uh, uh, and uh, and decided to, to, to step aside. And now we're at a fundamental juncture for the party. Right. More than smoke. So I think he had like fire burning under his rear end. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the conservatives, they've got to go more center. They've got to go liberal light, which I'm saying, no, they've got to be conservatives and conservatives are not bad people. And somehow, you know, in the last few years, they've been, you know, branded as, uh, you know, draconian antichrist like people. And, and so they've got to pick a leader and they've got to be able to pick someone who can sell their agenda, sell their policies, and they've got to be able to win back votes in the GTA in Toronto. Yeah, that's right. There's a large urban-rural divide in Canada, and the the Tories are not doing particularly well in most of uh, Canada's major cities. And so they have to figure out how to how to make that connection. Also, a connection between uh, east and west. You know, Mulroney uh, had a historic uh, majority government when he was able to unite uh, Quebecers mm-hmm. with uh, Albertans, essentially. And so the next leader has to figure out how to bridge those gaps. And if they are going to move more progressive, then what they need to do is is be mindful of of the implications of that, because that is how uh, the Reform Party under Preston Manning came to be. 
Right. But, you know, Stephen Harper was a conservative and I, he was a social conservative, but that never affected him because he governed for all. He made it clear that he was not going down that road. He was able to run successful minority governments um, being this guy. Uh, it worked for him. So you can actually be that person or is or has it changed today because of the um, the news cycles and and, um, and social media? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Stephen Harper because, you know, when he was first elected, um, and actually he, he lost that first election, mm-hmm. uh, and because it was people thought he had a hidden agenda. It was about his, his social conservatism, whether or not we were going to go down that path. And eventually he earned the trust of Canadians when he said, you know, I'm not going to reopen those debates. Uh, he didn't. Um, but for Andrew Scheer, he always wouldn't answer the question, and except you know during the debate he was dancing around it. And then the next morning he decided to come out and say, "Well, no, I'm not going to do it." Yeah, but that was too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think you can hold those socially conservative views. You just have to be very, very clear about whether you're going to act on them. And for Andrew Shear, unfortunately, his opposition. Um, answered that question for him. Right, because there are two sides of the party, and you just can't look at the social conservatives and say, you get out, because they're not bad people, and that they have been cast this way, I think, is very unfair. But you've got to have a leader that can bring both sides together um, without alienating one side of it. it. That's a tough task to do. Yeah, that's right. Stephen Harper did it did it very well. Um, you know, when you're looking at some of the other leaders that may be um, uniters, um, you know, Peter McKay is interesting. He's more uh, progressive, doesn't have that social um, conservatism. So, you know, it's hard to know what will what, what, uh, happen under him. But if you look at some of the other candidates like um, Pierre Poiliev, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, a, he's an attack dog. Yeah. And I think he's going to rub a, a lot of people the wrong way. Still, he's got he's a, a very, very good loyal. attack dog, too. Yes, he's yeah. very good. And, and, and so the party faithful, who are the ones who elect the leaders, uh, you know, may really like uh, the sound of and the look of him. Uh, but, you know, uh, as conservatives often do, they pick leaders who just, well, actually, I, I should say conservatives mm-hmm. do. Uh, the liberals did it with Deanna and Maddy as well. They pick leaders who, who excite them as, as party faithful, but who are just unelectable uh, to the general population. Does it have to be a woman? I mean, a lot of people are throwing Rona Ambrose's name around, but does it have to be a woman? I think she'd be very successful. I like, you know, guys like yeah. Aaron O'Toole is a very likable guy, very smart guy, um, and I think he could do well. I mean, there's so many names being thrown around right now. Uh, but there's the, the other thing I think that factors in, John, there's a lot more star power now that will run in this leadership campaign because none of them ran in the last one except for Mr. O'Toole. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, Michelle uh, Michelle Rempel, yep. Christy Clark's name. Clark has, well, she, has Christy Clark's a liberal. I don't know why her name gets in there, but nonetheless. Yeah, I, well, you know, the BC liberals, yeah. you know, are kind of concerned in hiding at that, that time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be a woman, but there is certainly a, a couple of incredibly talented and qualified women who who can make a good charge at it. So, yeah. um, you know, just like does it have to be a Quebecer? Well, no, but, you know, no. if there's if there are some that, that are appealing Feeling that then the you know the conservatives would do well to, to consider them. I think you're right in that um, you know for a government, uh, sort of for a caucus who's not the government right now, they actually have some pretty good bench yeah. here, and um, you know I think that looks good for for the party's uh, long term fortunes. Yeah, the bench strengths was never their problem. It was a leader, um, and as for Quebec, I think it would be a pro- I think it would be a problem for them to have another Quebec leader because. It, 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 we, does everything have to come out of Quebec? I think it would be more divisive. I want to turn to Boris Johnson because that was a huge story. I yep. mean, when they pulled on this thing, um, they had it. I mean, there were it was so close they didn't know when it, where, which way it was going to go. It was that close, and yet he clobbered Jeremy Corbyn. 
Well, you know, our most recent polling, both in the uh, exit poll and the poll that we released just before Election Day, uh, we're called Ipsos Mori in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, it had shown a, a majority uh, government. Uh, so, you know, but that wasn't it wasn't a fait accompli. We didn't know that at the start of the or start of the campaign. And that extremely simple campaign slogan, get Brexit done, mm-hmm. resonated. It resonated with those people who are living in the in the Midlands and in the north uh, who are, uh, you know, if you think of Billy Elliot, the musical, those traditional, you know, labor ridings, uh, but who were who were pro Brexit. Mm-hmm. And in this election campaign that was all about one issue, Brexit, those old labor voters decided to, you know, kind of say, in this particular instant, I'm going to vote conservative to get Brexit done. That really resonated with them. Yeah, the ads were absolutely brilliant that Boris Johnson did. The other thing, though, about Jeremy Corbyn is that he had a lot of anti-Semites in the party, and it didn't get a lot of um, uh, talk here. I mean, it was a very big thing to have yeah. the the most important rabbi come out and basically say, please do not vote for this person because you're going to absolutely uh, bring this, this cancer into our society. And that, you know, he did nothing to stop that or kick these people out. Yeah, it, it's one of these things that that um, you have to deal with them swiftly when it when it comes, yeah. so that it doesn't linger and, and fester uh, and, and become a cancer in your campaign. Uh, and he didn't do that. Uh, and then you know, once the seed is sown, that you know you're maybe sympathetic with these with these people. Um, it's really hard to shake it. And at the end of the day, people didn't see him as prime minister material. Yeah. They're the kind you want. Those are the kinds of people you want to, you know, give a little to. You play with the devil, you get burned. So, you know, you're going to be very busy, though, because you're now going to have to be, you're going to be doing the leadership uh, polling, I guess. You're going to be really busy um, in the next couple of months. Well, but Christmas comes early for us. We love this stuff. <laughs> Christmas has been going on for a good long time with you guys of late. Uh, but it was, uh, it's been, an, it was, yesterday was one of those days. It doesn't happen often, but it was just a, a huge Huge political day. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your insight. My pleasure. That is Sean Simpson, vice president over at Ipsos Reid. They are, I think, by far the most reliable polling company. They're the one of the good ones that I do trust. Um, You know, a lot of people say, well, they talk about who they want for leadership of parties, and then they get very mad when it doesn't turn out their way. Well, you know what? If you want your voice, if you want to have a say in who is going to lead the conservative party, buy a membership and vote. And go and do, you know, vote. That's how it's done. Go and vote and have your say. Otherwise, the same people of this base are going to make the choice. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.